You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, Jack and Leanne DeLeon pushing the buttons on the program. Thank you, guys. Making it sound halfway decent. PJ Duran in studio. Uh, and uh, Scott Casper with you. Yours truly. Cam McAdoo exits and hits the pits. Uh, we're talking a little super cross with him. And it's neat to see and hear and talk, really, to a guy who is as grounded as he is. And I wonder if that's not his, his Iowa background or perhaps it's just ways brought up. Yeah, well, and he's faced adversity and had to live through it, uh, much like our racers over in Spain. You like my segue, Scott? No, what you just did there, you're you're bringing up World Superbike, of course, that took place in Aragon, Spain. Absolutely, and I didn't get to bring up the results earlier. Would Mr. you please? I would, but Mr. Batista does the double again on the Ducati, Oof. leaving the world, reigning world champ uh, Jonathan Ray to grab second place in both races, Mr. Davis in third in both races. There was the matter of the Super Pole race, which Batista also won, so really he did the triple. <laughs> He's had the measure of these guys. Um, it's, it's something to watch. But let's talk to our next guy, Mr. And So we had uh, Cam from the West Series right, right. of the 250. Now we've got Mr. Mitch Oldenburg doing the 250 Supercross East Championship this season. Uh, currently sitting in fifth place of the overall standings. How you doing, Mitch? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, man. We've had a great show uh, with even without you, but now we add you to it. It's like you have a great kick, right? And then on top of the kick, what do you put? Icing, right? Yeah. And now you're the go. you're the icing on the cake. So welcome to the show. Perfect. And congrats Perfect. on your uh, sixth place finish over there in Nashville. How'd you How'd you like the track? Uh yeah, the track was pretty brutal this weekend. Uh, I think they were planning on some, some weather earlier in the week with some rain, and uh, I think it kind of just got a little away from them as far as being being a little on the dry side, but, um, you know, they they do their best to plan for Mother Nature, and it just didn't didn't really help us out this weekend when we didn't get as much rain as we thought we were going to get, so, um, but they, they turned it around and made it really good for the night show, but, uh, man, those, those whoops were tough. Those whoops were tough all day. Oh. You know oh. what they say, rain can either kill you, or it can help you, and yeah. but just enough makes the track just it's it's even that much more affordable from a viewer's uh, standpoint. Uh, it's even that much better for a viewer because watching you guys at the top of your game is amazing. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, you know. I think if they would have would have planned, or if they wouldn't have done uh, like take caution and and covered the track earlier in the week it probably would have poured and we would have had a muddy mess so uh, it was kind of out of their control i mean um and we've already had uh more than a few of those early on in this season i guess as an east competitor have there been any it's it's slipping my memory have there been any east rounds that you would call real mud bogs no not at all actually no. it was the west early in the year yeah. the west had a, a number of them that were just absolute slog fests <laughs> yeah, for us, I mean, our own. This was really our open, our first open stadium we had all year. We had uh, Daytona earlier this year, but obviously the weather there was unreal. It was, it was as good as it gets. So, 
Uh, this was our first open stadium of the year, and we got lucky with no rain. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a really fun uh, fun weekend for me. A little bit on the frustrating side, I felt like I had a little bit more empty. But uh, you know, we got two races left, and then outdoors. So I'm healthy. I'm in one piece, and I'm just uh, excited to keep plugging away with this thing. And we were talking with Cam McAdoo about that too, about being healthy and what it means to climb back to get uh, mentally strong. But in fifth place, dude, it's not bad. It's not a bad place to be, right? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, considering the last two years I've been watching 90% of the races on my couch, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, we have to put everything into perspective, you know. Right. I think uh, it, it does get frustrating because you, you always want to do better and you want more. But at the same time, as like last year I was, I think this time last year I was going under the knife for uh, knee surgery. So, Oof. Um, I'm I'm pretty blessed to be in this position still, and and being able to to still race and and be there on the weekends and and doing the best I can. PJ, the 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 news, of course, about Texas boys, they are tough. Um, <laughs> even even guys that go to Texas to defend, say the Alamo, for example, right? Um, and and one particular guy, in David Crockett, he was there for 24 hours before he lost his life, but he fought for the state of Texas in such a way it makes guys like Mitch, uh, you know, that much more proud because quite frankly, Mitch, you guys are fighters. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be in this sport. I think, uh, the sport isn't for, isn't for the weak or the, uh, you can't really, you can't really, uh, you know, buckle under, under pain or anything right. like that. Like you really gotta, you gotta do what you can with what you got and, I think that's just the way I was brought up, you know, is, is um, you know, you get a, a bump or a scrape or whatever, and Dad tell you rub some dirt in it and get back to work, basically. So, uh, <laughs> rub some dirt in it. I'd like that. Yeah, I mean, just uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, and um, just because you're banged up or whatever, that doesn't mean uh, the work stops. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I've, I've faced a lot of adversity the last couple of years with injuries. And, right. Um, I think it's really opened my eyes, like you said earlier, too, mentally. Like, um, coming back from injuries is always easy as far as getting healthy again, but like getting your head back straight and getting mentally back in the game and, and going out there and rating again is the hardest part. And I think uh, I've learned a lot the last couple of years of that. I'm really in a good spot and just happy with uh, the way things have been going. We're talking with Freckle. Let's go back to PJ. PJ? Well, Mitch, I was just wondering, are you, uh, you mentioned outdoors, you're fully locked in and it's going to be the same program right after Supercross rolling into outdoors. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm with uh, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha through the rest of this year. That's um, awesome. Haven't done any negotiating or anything for next year yet, but uh, hopefully keep plugging away, getting some good results, and hopefully be here for a couple more years. Yeah, absolutely. And and you think you've got since you had, as you mentioned, two abbreviated seasons. Uh, unfortunately, the past couple of seasons have been abbreviated. I mean, you foresee yourself uh, sticking with the 250 class. Do the, is there a chance that you? I mean, how do you guys decide? Are you going to go east or west when you when the decision to to stay in the 250 class or continue in the 250 class, as it were, goes? I mean, do you? Is that a team decision? Um, yeah, yeah. It's really just who's kind of ready at the time when Anaheim one rolls around. Uh, obviously, they they tell us all to be ready just in case you know there's injuries or something like that. Sure, you have to go racing. I mean, it could happen the week before Anaheim won, and you'll get the call and say so and so got hurt, so you're racing this weekend. Um, so you just got to be ready, and 
And for me, like I just told the team this year, I didn't really care what coast they put me on. I was going to be ready for both, and um, just kind of left it up to them. I think uh, you can you can kind of tell them your preference and stuff, and they'll take it into consideration. But uh, at the end of the day, they're going to do what's best for you and what's best for the team, and and it's kind of their call. Is there an injury more? Mm, PJ, help me out on this. Is there an injury more painful than a collarbone? Um, for me, yeah, I've, uh, I've had my share of collarbone injuries, so, um, collarbones aren't really that big of a deal to me anymore. <laughs> it's kind of bad to say that, but right. yeah, you've been, uh, you've desensitized to them in my, yeah. in my lifetime. Ribs seem to be the one that I just Ooh, can't I live with that. that. Yeah, yeah. They just are the ones that just nag and there's Great not big, deep breath. Yeah, there's no yeah. no 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 relief from rib rib injuries when they're really kicking. It's like your first girlfriend walking away from you saying, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> our guest, yeah. Mitch Holderberg. Mitch, uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, where we where we've been. Obviously, 2018 is in the books, but uh, what you take away? What did you take away from calendar year 2018 of the season that was? Um, biggest thing for me was was just my my attitude about racing um i kind of had i i came into the season really strong and really confident and just uh didn't get the results that i thought i was was capable of off the bat and i think for me um it put me in a pretty dark place as far as mentally i was just kind of depressed and and just kind of angry at the whole situation at what was going on and and I think I honestly, truly believe that's why I ended up blowing my knee out, just because I was just wow. not. I was, I just wasn't in the right headspace. So um, I kind of realized that after I, I had my knee surgery, and my wife helped me out with that. You know, we got our we got back on track and and got back in a good place. You know, it's uh, it's really tough as a as a racer to to watch people um, that you race every weekend do good and and get results and you're just sitting there on the couch kind of watching them um i can't even imagine pj what that's like yeah and it's again it's an unfortunate part of the motorcycle racing it's a very lucky racer that doesn't have uh you know a injury that challenges you um, there have and, been a few and mentally over the years, it really right? is the yeah. mental game that that uh you know Did is you, the yeah. test wouldn't you agree mitch yeah a hundred percent i think I think that's the, the hardest part about our sport, honestly. I, I don't – like, coming back from injuries really isn't that hard as far as getting healthy goes, like doing the therapy and, and getting back in shape and stuff like that. It's not – to me, it's not that hard. It's just another day. So, hmm. um, But if, you're, if your head's not in it and you're, you're having negative thoughts and, and just kind of going through life saying what if, you're kind of just digging yourself a hole. So – um, that was just not, that was my biggest takeaway from 2018. Like I really needed to get my head straight for this year. And I knew coming into this year, it was going to be a rebuilding year for me from the get go. So, um, to not get frustrated right off the bat and to kind of just build and get better every weekend. Cause it's been so long since I have raced. Man. So that was just my goal coming in this whole year. I, I really started off kind of slow. I didn't, I wasn't riding the first couple of races. I didn't ride like I had been at the practice track. Um, I think I kind of was still had the injuries in the back of my head and mm -hmm. was riding conservative and not, not doing my job, but, um, we got through that and I feel like I'm in a good spot now and, and just excited to keep building from here. I feel like I have a lot left in me 
And if we can just stay healthy and keep plugging away at this thing, I don't see why I can't be winning races and being on the podium every weekend. That's what we do basically on the show. We kind of phone it in. Uh, <laughs> well, we're talk. not supposed to say it on air, Scott. Oh, oh remember? wow. Okay, yeah. because I – Keep uh, that under your hat, as they say. Wow. It's here on the script. It under your under your helmet. Under your uh, helmet, if you will. So uh, get real quick, uh, just to finish that, was there ever time – was there ever time that you sat down with your wife and said, "You know what? I just don't want to continue. Uh, I just, I just feel like, you know, I want to let it go." Um, I, I'd be lying if I said no. Wow. Um, actually, more recently than than you'd think, I I had a big practice crash in Atlanta this year that I should have been hurt. I should have been hurt really bad. It was a, it was not a good crash, and um, I didn't race that night. But that the rest of that day, I just didn't know if I could continue to to put myself through that. You know, I put in so much work, and and to just be kicked down like that every time things start start looking on the bright side, I get kicked down and and have to start over again. And um, you know, I had a long talk with my wife and my parents, and and it was just something that I had to realize. You know, I I wasn't hurt. So I needed to, to look at the positive side of it and, and look at it as, as a blessing that, you know, like I've been through so much the last couple of years that, yes, I crashed really hard and I'm in pain right now, but nothing's broke and I can go racing next weekend. So I need to be um, thankful for that and and just keep plugging away at it because, you know, I've like I've said, I've, I've worked way too hard to get to this right. point in my career and, and to give up that easy um, is just something that, that's unacceptable to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tough, but I got a good group of, of support behind me with my wife and my parents and, and my brother and sister and just everybody, my whole family. It's, it's, uh, it's a blessing and I'm, well, you got us too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I got you guys and, and your mom and dad. Yeah. Other than that, that's We're big sport. We're big supporters for sure. There's no, there's nobody else. Just your mom and dad, us here in the studio, Jack, our producer, of course, huge fan. Oh, Mitch has a bunch of fans. He has a bunch. Besides those folks, there's a whole different class. Those are the upperclassmen. We're the, the mid-class folks. Um, all right, dude. Uh, how about this, Mitch? Why don't we give him a, a a little bit of a a a boost out there as far as the people that uh, sponsor you? Who do you want to recognize on the program? Yeah, for sure. You know, I have my whole team has been been awesome this whole time. Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. They've been super patient with me and supportive through this Very last cool. couple of years, and I, I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for them. Uh, <laughs> Thor Bell. 100%, uh, Alpine Star, FMF, uh, Toyota Escondido, Intense Bicycles, uh, Ethica, like I said, my parents, my brother, my sister, my wife, um, the in-laws, just everybody. It's, it's, uh, it's truly amazing the support that you get when you get kicked down like that, and uh, I definitely would be in this position if it wasn't for any of those guys. PJ, um, I know you would like one. I would as well, uh, perhaps. Would it would it kill our guests to kick down a couple new bicycles just down to uh, I mean, I'm we, currently on bicycle uh, lockdown my wife says no more bicycles in our already very full garage well yeah, yeah. but you you and Tony are, are a lot alike Tony's got like 60 some motorcycles and you've got bicycles and motorcycles and four wheelers and three wheelers yeah just go nuts brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports HicklinPowerSports.com um, alright Mitch yeah Always good to talk to you, brother. I'm super stoked. Um, do you get a discount at Staples? 
Um, I do not. You should because you're originally from Staples, Minnesota, right? I am. I am. Why, why wouldn't that be a natural thing? There's only 2,894 people that live in Staples, Minnesota, and I would think every single one of them would get a discount. Yep, PJ, you, you would think, but it's just not happening. I mean, just a free box of uh, paper clips, you know. Good luck to wrap out your season. Good luck in Vegas. <laughs> Thank you, I guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. God bless you, buddy. Hey, stay tuned, uh, race fans. We'll be back after this. You're listening to... This particular program, this particular episode of the Evergreen Podcast production of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.